story. It's what happened, Susan. It's fact. Naturally, I've reconstructed dialogue, but I've been true to the actual events. One doesn't invent the script of a documentary film. Docudrama, she said, tapping her cigarette over the back of the seat. Of course. He saw an earwig on the dahlia leaf arch its tail like a little scorpion and wondered if fagash contained enough nicotine to kill insects. You were eight years old, little Colin O'Brien. She picked up the thick yellow envelope. The perception of a child has been taught to place nuns on a pedestal. Oh, come on, Colin. How can you say this is what actually happened? How can any eight-year-old be objective? There's no such thing as an objective view, Susan. It's all perception. Yours, mine, the producers. The difference is, I was there. Another group of staring students sauntered past the tennis courts and he avoided eye contact. I spoke to your director, Meredith Young, herself. Her instructions were explicit. I was to write it as I remembered it. The point of view of an eight-year-old boy, which you now say is invalid. What I'm saying, Colin, is we don't have a story. No, Susan. He pronounced her name with all gentleness. What you're saying is you don't have a scandal. No scandal? In 1983, nuns embezzle church property, abduct a child and take off. One of them dies in a suspicious circumstance and the story hits the headlines like a thunderbolt. No scandal. It should have been the scandal of the year. But then, surprise, surprise, it was all hushed up. Nothing was hushed up, I assure you. The only scandal belonged with the paper. It published a highly coloured knee-jerk account that was about as far from the truth as you could possibly get. That's what I told Meredith Young, and that's why she asked me, why didn't the Catholic Church object, huh? Isn't it interesting that the paper never printed a retraction? He smiled and shook his head. You understand, she said, patting the envelope, that this can't possibly work. The ones that got away will be a TV series about crimes and scams that were never successfully brought to justice. A drunken diplomat drives on the wrong side of the road, kills three people and claims diplomatic immunity. A woman who stabs her husband after an argument about her lover gets off on a legal technicality. There's a painter who signs the name of a famous artist. When he's caught, it's discovered he's changed his name by deed poll, so the signature's no longer a forgery, and so on and so forth. Tell me, Colin, where does your perception fit into this? It doesn't, Susan. I made that abundantly clear to Meredith Young, but she told me to write the story anyway. What did she expect? He was aware that he was talking loudly and holding his hands out to her like a beggar. A work of fiction? She shrugged, shoulders rising as thin as a bird's wings. It's not a story. It doesn't fit. He folded his arms. I'm sorry, but I did my best. I can't rewrite history to accommodate your particular needs. This is the truth. It's what happened, and there was no crime. Just a holiday. Well, at least you understand why we can't use it. She rubbed her cigarette out on the back of the seat and fired it like a small dart into the garden. Oh, Meredith said to tell you. She said she enjoyed it, even though it wasn't what we wanted. She said it was vivid and... What was the other word? She wanted to know if you ever thought of taking up writing. He smiled. My work is writing. I'm an English teacher. I write poetry on the side. Hadn't he published? A little. Under your own name? Yes, he said. Brian Collins. That pushed her pause button. 
For a second or two she was still, and then she glanced down at the name on the envelope. I've been calling you Colin O'Brien. These Irish names are all alike, he said. She didn't pick up the excuse, nor did she offer an apology. She placed the package on the seat between them, stood, smoothing the tight skirt over her flat buttocks, and slung her bag over her shoulder. I expect you've got a class to go to, she said, dismissing herself. He escorted her to her car and came back to the garden seat for the ten minutes before the lunch bell to process the conversation and analyse his feelings. He always did this, had post-mortems in which he dissected whole conversations and events, laying the separate parts out like cards on a table. Jude, who was always most serious when teasing, told him he had psychotherapy sessions with mirrors. In the old days, Sister Luke might have made some vague comment about setting fire to the tales of demons.